letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Friday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include remembering a Minnesota man who was killed at Pearl Harbor, some big events around the Twin Cities this weekend, and some news from the Minnesota State Fair. But we'll start with Madeline Kingsbury. After more than 450 tips and months of searching, Winona Police Chief Tom Williams confirms her body has been found. WCCO's Al Shock and Laura Oaks have the latest. First court appearance on second-degree murder charges this morning for the man suspected in the disappearance and killing of a southeastern Minnesota woman. Adam Fravel was arrested earlier this week after the body of Madeline Kingsbury was found in Fillmore County near the town of Mabel. Fravel is the father of Kingsbury's two children. The family of Maddie Kingsbury is asking for privacy after her remains were found yesterday, nearly three months after she was last seen in Winona. The father of her children, Adam Fravel, remains in custody in connection with the disappearance. Maddie's sister posted this message on social media yesterday. We're confident that... Um he will get the punishment that he deserves for what he did. Megan Kingsbury also says the family has always thought Fravel had something to do with Maddie's disappearance. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. A funeral service is planned in southwestern Minnesota today for a service member killed at Pearl Harbor. Storekeeper second class Glenn Gerald Sirick was killed while stationed on the USS Oklahoma during the attack on Pearl Harbor. David Smith of Jasper, Minnesota, is his nephew and says news of his uncle's death wasn't immediate following the attack. I think my grandparents and obviously my mother and her siblings were notified in February. They were notified initially within a few days, but then in February they confirmed that he had been on Oklahoma and was one of the casualties. Sirix's remains were identified through a DNA swab submitted by Smith and a cousin. That swab was submitted in 2011. They didn't find out about the match until last December, the week of the Pearl Harbor anniversary. At least there's some closure for people. I mean, obviously, there wasn't closure for my mother or a couple of her siblings and my grandparents, but it's closure for all of us. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. Anyone wanting to adopt a new four-legged friend can do so without paying an adoption fee today and tomorrow at Minneapolis Animal Care and Control. Spokesperson Madison Weisenborn says there are usually only fees associated with adopting puppies or kittens, but they will give discounts for Minneapolis residents or people with lower incomes. So we really try to reduce the barriers for any animal that's adopted from here. Um, for the event, all adoption fees will be waived. Um, if you are a Minneapolis resident, you'll only have to pay a licensing fee. So um, that's either 15 or $30, um, depending on you know your income status. Weisenberg says they had the most animals ever last year, and they have surpassed that by 20% already this year. Open Streets Minneapolis kicks off this weekend, as does a new campaign to get you to leave your car at home. It's kind of a twofer here on East Lake Street in Minneapolis with the kickoff this weekend of Open Streets and the launch of a new campaign called As You Go Minneapolis. Public Works Director Margaret Anderson Kelleher says they'd like to see people shift their thinking when it comes to getting around. So whether that is using our shared bike and scooter program, trying out an electric bike for the first time by taking a ride on one of those. I personally have my own electric bike and I love it. She says the campaign is all part of the city's transportation action plan, which includes a goal of having 60% of trips in Minneapolis taken by walking, biking, or transit by the year 2030. In Minneapolis, Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. 
A new camp is finding untraditional ways to treat depression in teens. Michelle DiMaggio-Potter works in the Research on Adolescents Depression Lab at the University of Minnesota and is a coordinator for the Creativity Camp Research Project. Michelle says the study is much different than traditional treatments for depression. The people who come in are art professors or um, community artists who teach the adolescents. A lot of it is them finding the creativity and inspiration in themselves. She says the study focuses on teens 12 to 17 due to their specific level of development. It's also commonly the time that mental health issues or struggles kind of emerge. This summer, the study will be holding three more cohorts of the camp, gathering more data on alternative ways to treat teen depression. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830-WCCO. A truck driver was bringing home the bacon this morning in the North Metro when there was some mayhem on the interstate. Have you seen the little piggies crawling in the dirt? They weren't in the dirt this morning. A truckload of pigs were road hogs wandering around in the North Metro. A big enough pig in a poke that our own Jerry Peterson got the chance to ham it up during his reports. 694 eastbound at 35E. A number of hogs got loose. They've got all those corralled right now, but now they're just working on getting the semi cleared out of the way. The driver of the truck wasn't hurt. Can't say the same for all of the pigs. It's not known what caused the wreck. So far, nobody is squealing. Al Shock, News Talk 8. WCCO. Biking for a purpose this weekend as riders raise money for MS research and treatments. Saturday's 75-mile leg of the MS-150 takes riders along the Willard Munger State Trail. Cyclists start their day in Proctor before spending the night in Hinkley. Darren Josephson with the National MS Society Upper Midwest Chapter says the evening following the first 75-mile day is one of his favorite moments of the weekend. You've heard of the runner's high. You know, there's something similar to cycling where you, you've accomplished your goal. Usually the weather will be, we're hoping, will be nice again this weekend. And that, that feeling of that team village, people are just really feeling good. They're going to have a great meal. They're going to have something cool to drink, maybe get a massage. And they just feel really good about the, the mission that they're doing. MS-150 riders are asked to raise at least $300 with all of the money supporting the National MS Society. The ride wraps up Sunday at the finish line in White Bear Lake. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. An overnight fire destroys a duplex in the Summit University neighborhood of St. Paul. The fire reported around 3.20 this morning on the porch of a home on West Holly Avenue. Fire crews tell WCCO Television one resident got out on their own, but crews needed to rescue another one and a dog from the second floor. The initial ladder company on scene was advised that we had one occupant on the second floor on the Charlie side, which is the back side of the structure that needed assistance. They did a ladder rescue off the Charlie side, um, and that, that individual was... Uh, brought down and then taken to the hospital for observation. No major injuries were reported. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Some high praise from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra, who visited the Twin Cities on Thursday. The thing I like the most is Secretary that Becerra spent part of his day at the New Salem Baptist Church in North Minneapolis, talking to members of the community. Outside in the parking lot, he got a look inside a mobile health care facility. Before leaving, he was asked about Minnesota's health care system. I know every Everybody's got a way to go, but I will tell you that Minnesota is taking a big leap ahead of a lot of other states when it comes to how it uh, does its health care and how it treats its uh, citizens. 
Governor Walz joined the secretary listening to people about their concerns, particularly diabetes and a new $35 cap on medications that will go into effect as part of the Inflation Reduction Act. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. For the first time, the Minnesota State Fair commemorative artwork is crop art. The 22 by 30 inch detailed mosaic made entirely from seeds was unveiled last night. It's the work of Liz Schreiber, winner of seven blue ribbons at the State Fair Crop Art Contest. She says the commemorative art piece took about 300 hours to create and consists of 29 different types of seeds. It has the image of a cow at the hub of the giant Ferris wheel with a couple of tractors and ears of corn adorning the top and bottom corners. For good measure, an image of crossed corn dogs are on the lower border. Crop art has been part of the Minnesota State Fair since 1965, and there has been commemorative artwork for the fair since 2004. Al Jacques, News Talk 830, WCCO. There's plenty of live music around the Twin Cities this weekend. Here's a rundown of some of those shows from WCCO's Taylor Rivera. weekend, there's no shortage of concerts to see in and around Minneapolis. Tonight, at the Minnehaha Bandstand in Minneapolis, an acoustic performance from alt-country artist Tyler Hag. And at the Fitzgerald Theater, the indie pop trio Joseph. And tomorrow, the first show and opening night party at the Landmark Uptown Theater with Minneapolis-based indie pop band Yam House. And at the Armory, EDM artist Elenium kicks off his back-to-back shows at the venue. At the Fillmore, psych rock band The Black Angels take the stage. And finally, at Treasure Island, 90s alternative band Matchbox 20 is playing at 7 p.m. at the Casino's Amphitheater. Catch these and more this weekend. In Minneapolis, I'm Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830-WCCO. Finally today, a big weekend for the Minnesota Lynx. This weekend, the Minnesota Lynx celebrate their 25th year as a WNBA franchise. Head coach Cheryl Reeve tells Vanita Sakhar on the WCCO Morning News they're excited to celebrate. We know that we're representing, um, you know, the, the kind of the history of our franchise tonight, you know, with our 25-year 25, uh, 25 celebration with, Many of the uh, all 25 team uh, will be in attendance. And so it's just going to be an unbelievable environment. I think our players are really, really excited to represent uh, so many of those players in a way that we're all proud of. The Lynx hosts the Indiana Fever tonight at Target Center. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.